0: Welcome to the Xbox Wrap-Up Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, or just Logan. doesn't matter. If you want to get informal with me, that's fine. I appreciate it. This week is a really busy week. There was a whole bunch of news that came out, uh, both with Xbox, PlayStation, and Nintendo. A huge bomb by Nintendo. I think that's really just devastated everyone. And uh, a whole bunch of other news that came out this week, too. So we're going to be talking about E3. We're going to be talking about Fortnite and Bungie suing Google. GTA's in the news. We've got some news as far as geek game pass we've got some news as far as ps plus goes there's a ton of stuff going on that i want to make sure that you are kept abreast of this week because if it wasn't for me how else would you be getting your news would you be would would you be listening to other podcasts insane who does that you should really just be listening to this podcast because i got you covered i've got all the news this week we're going to be sitting down and talk about this i want to make sure that you know about some of the sales that are going on as well as stuff that you should be picking up with your subscriptions because guess what it's a new month and you've got a bunch of new games you need to go make sure you add to your libraries because if you don't you're really, 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 really gonna regret it down the line, especially when they try to uh, give you upgrades for those and they realize that they they can't because you, you got the free version through. PS yes, Plus. I'm still bitter about that, but we're going to be talking a ton about the PlayStation Plus news, so uh, I'm really looking to dive in into that. And I got to watch the second episode of Halo, so I might give my some some thoughts on that. I think it was a little interesting. So we'll be covering that plus a lot more in this episode. So sit back, relax. I've got you covered for the next hour. We're going to be covering all the news. First up, let's talk about some of the saddest news, I would say. Uh, Let's talk about E3. E3 uh, 2022 has been canceled um, for the time being. Uh, Unfortunately, the digital and physical have now officially been canceled. And uh, it kind of went with a whimper. You know, there wasn't a big uh, bang. Everything just kind of died and it was kind of sad because uh, for a long time we've had big big powerhouse companies coming in there with like Bethesda and Xbox and Sony and Nintendo and all these different companies EA and Square were all kind of showcasing and they had something to celebrate they were celebrating their games and giving people an idea of what to look forward to over the next two years now with a lot of companies doing their own thing Nintendo's been doing it for a while Sony's figured out their system Xbox still trying to linger in and hold on to that that kind of uh, magical moment trying to um, hold up e3 for for what <laughs> what it is um it's just it's not it's not going to happen, unfortunately. So they uh, previously canceled the E3 event in person for 2022. Uh, the ESA has now informed partners that they will be there will be no digital equivalent this year either. This news coming to us thanks to Rebecca Valentine over at IGN, who came out with the uh, I think it was an exclusive. I can't remember, um, but she wrote in the the article, which I'll I'll put in the link uh, links for the show notes for that. That the news broke out via tweet uh, from Razer lead will powers who said that the an email that had been sent out announcing the cancellation of a digital e3 event Uh, ign had independently verified the contents of the email as well and this was something that was kind of a bummer um because i never got to go to e3 i I never got a chance to go to e3 i always wanted to Uh, i was planning on going um in 2019 and I couldn't figure out how to, to get it all submitted. Uh, I don't know that, that the CFE's podcast granted me access to it, although I, I know a lot of people who were able to go as a result. Uh, and then with 2020, everything just kind of went to hell. You know, everything just kind of like shut down. We, we had to worry about COVID. That was a big priority in, in game events uh, or, or cons and things like that. All that stuff just went away. So, 2021, they had hoped something would be better. It didn't. And now 2022 looks like it is no different. So, it remains to be seen whether or not uh, we will have an E3 in 2023. But given the state of the game industry and how people are coming out with their own presentations and doing their own shows, I can't imagine that the ESA... We'll be able to have room or enough leverage to be able to draw in some of the big players who were helping fund the show. Uh, Plus, it's just kind of weird to still be doing shows that big uh, in a post-COVID world. So kind of a bummer. You know, I never got to go to one. I know a lot of people had fun memories of the chaos and the awkwardness of a bunch of stuff. Uh, I'll never forget moments like watching the, uh, the Cyberpunk reveal that had Keanu Reeves come out and stumbled and tell someone that they're beautiful after they exclaimed from the audience that he was beautiful and it was great moments like that uh as well as like you know them wheeling out a, a full lego car for Forza Horizon 5 i think it was for the uh, or not 5 uh was it 3 the the DLC i think it was that was was horrible. a whole bunch of cool stuff I remember seeing the e3 events for for uh sea of Thieves, so i guess we'll have to see uh you know microsoft has bethesda they've got activision blizzard uh in in the coming year so i think there's a really good opportunity for xbox to be able to take control and have some of the biggest publishers out there and uh really kind of showcase like their work in their own version of an e3 Uh, whereas i think sony and nintendo will probably remain working on their own smaller shows that they just put out the kind of showcases that they do uh since those seem to do very well for their companies different different style less grandiose i think than the american companies but that's kind of expected in some cases. Speaking of American companies, let's talk about Bungie suing Google. Why is this happening? Well, we've got an article thanks to IGN's uh, Ryan Stinsdale. Uh, Bungie is suing those behind a series of fake copyright claims that plagued Destiny content creators and Bungie itself last week. It's just It just needs to find out who they were first. And by that, they mean who were the people that actually put in these fake copyright claims. Uh, As reported by Torrent Freak, the developer is targeting 10 anonymous individuals. And while Bungie doesn't yet know their identities, the lawsuit claims it will discover them soon via subpoena or otherwise. Uh, Several channels, including Bungie's own, had DMCA strikes filed against them, causing YouTube to take a number of videos down. Bungie has criticized the site for not identifying claims as fraudulent. Uh, The developer said in the lawsuit... Given the ease of which malicious actors can exploit YouTube's flawed DMCA practice and the harm Bungie's community, Bungie brings this action to recover for the John Doe defendant's uh, tortuous and uh, illegal conduct, and frankly, to demonstrate to anyone else stupid enough to volunteer as a defendant by targeting Bungie's community for similar attack that they will be met by the legal process. Uh, The defendants allegedly created Google Accounts accounts to launch and take down requests uh, between March 17th and the 22nd, and Bungie added, as far as YouTube is concerned, any person anywhere in the world can issue takedown notices on behalf of any rights holders anywhere. This caused Bungie significant reputational and economic damage for obvious reasons. As discussed below, the Bungie community was bewildered and upset, believing that Bungie had reneged on a promise to allow players to build their own streaming communities and YouTube channels on destiny to content this is actually kind of an amazing thing that they're doing um, one because they are they're leaning into the legal uh issues with dmca or the digital musics uh what is what is it called the digital millennium copyright act which essentially gave people the right to uh copyright their their digital stuff um and this has been like a, a real a real thorn in the side of YouTubers um, anyone can copyright strike content on YouTube it doesn't matter who it is they can copyright claim and if you get three strikes on YouTube they 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 can shut your channel down and that is a, a valid revenue service for many content creators and especially ones that have deals or at least have promises by the content creator or by the the publishers or the developers that have said you are helping promote our game you're more than welcome to use uh, to use a, a percentage of our, of our uh, media for the sake of actually um, making your content, whether it be streaming or whether it be uh, videos. And because of that agreement, they recognize the value of community-made content. It, it really does help out. And to take that away not only uh, damages the health of the community and the morale of the community, but it makes it look like Bungie is the bad guy in this instance. So essentially what this lawsuit is going to do is it is going to force Google to do something about the really shitty and just absolutely disgusting DMCA uh, processes that they have for youtube where it's too easy they really need to go in and figure out what the fuck is going on with this stuff because it's ridiculous and i'm glad that uh if they are able to actually find the people who were issuing the copyright strikes that they can actually legally process them through a lawsuit uh that will then be an example to other companies who are like you know what i'm sick of this shit too i'm really tired of, of uh, youtube having these really stupid laws. Uh, that allow anyone to basically copyright or copyright strike our own content Uh, you know we know that nintendo Generally has a lot of takedown notices, uh, and that's a bummer. And they'll definitely claim content on YouTube as their own so that they can earn the ad revenue off of that. And many fans, many fans uh, make content uh, or make a, a percentage of stuff on that on their own, and they've they've worked hard to do that. Uh, Nintendo does not really appreciate their their community in that way. It's a real shame because their community is probably the most loyal. <laughs> out of the three consoles i can't imagine a a company that uh treats their treats their fan base the way they do as as hostile as they are i'm just being frank about that and uh have them still be exceptionally loyal i've lost a lot of faith in, in nintendo for for uh having faith in their community uh in the goodwill and i think they've just been burned too many times but uh, hopefully this is uh, something that works for, for Bungie. I really hope that it does. I hope that they're able to uh, be able to subpoena the, the people involved from Google uh, or, or who were using Google to be able to do this. And uh, I hope that the lawsuit sets a precedent that uh, they need to work on the laws and implementation of the uh, acts in, in YouTube to be able to make sure that people are better protected against false DMCA takedowns. They did this with YouTube Children or YouTube Kids where people were getting content for kids and kids were able to see stuff that should not have been seen. And this is, this is the next step, working on the DMCA stuff. So glad to see it. In other general news, uh, before we get into the consoles, I wanted to talk about Fortnite. Uh, Fortnite has their zero build mode uh, in their Battle Royale, is now here to stay. This is another article from IGN, thank you IGN, from Adam Bankhurst, uh, who wrote up, I actually like Adam's work. I think he does a good job with this. Uh, he writes, Fortnite zero build is a new no build Battle Royale mode that is here to stay. Following the beginning of Chapter 3, Season 2, Resistance, that saw building temporarily removed from the main game for a short time. As detailed by the Fortnite team, Zero Build can be found in the Discover page as solos, duos, trios, and squad playlists. As the team notes, you can access the Discover page by clicking on the Change button above play in the lobby much like it was in the main game all players will have access to recharging overshield that will help make up for the lack of cover that builds uh, that building would usually provide without building you will need to show off your sharp shooting skills sharp thinking and sharp sense of space as you take on the battle full tilt I really love this. I think it's a great way to change things up in Fortnite. I think a lot of people have loved how good Fortnite is at capturing IP uh, in a stylized form. I think a lot of people loved the inclusion of multiple characters from uh, DC as well as Marvel, uh, not, not to, to overlook uh, Disney characters or even like Rick and Morty. And not to mention like a whole bunch of um, different characters from video games as well as like God of War, uh, Master Chief from Halo, Aloy from uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Plenty of characters have come into Fortnite and many of us love those characters and would love to play around in those characters. I almost bought the Tron stuff, but I held off. Uh, But a lot of that came down to the fact that when I played Fortnite, I did not enjoy the build aspect of it and you can call me a boomer if you want it's just not the style of gameplay that i want to play i'm i if i want to build i'll go play in minecraft if i wanted to build i'd go play uh in i can't think of another game sorry uh but i i'd I'd go somewhere else or i'd go into like the the save the world mode where i can do that or a custom thing where i can kind of build what i want you know i'd go to grounded there i found another one grounded be great game building just like fortnite Uh, but with a battle Royale, so many people have really leaned heavily on learning how to build. It's a, it's a real skill and many pros are really good at being able to do that. But much like, uh, many of the general gamers, uh, building gets complicated, yeah, complicated, uh, really quick. And if you don't practice it, it's a skill that tends to find you, uh, losing in a lot of fights, um, so I'm interested to see how this works. I've heard from many people that the new playlists uh, are not populated with as many people. Um, I can imagine that there's probably a large group of people joining up to actually do this. Uh, and recently we talked about like some of the money that they were using uh, or the the donations that were getting made from Epic Games as a, as a, a result of them kind of donating, uh, I think it was million now according to this article to the Ukraine efforts uh, to help with uh, humanitarian relief. So I'm glad to see that a lot of people are enjoying this. I have yet to jump into it because for some reason I just haven't felt like shooting much of anyone lately i haven't actually been wanting to shoot anyone lately it's really weird uh i haven't been playing destiny i haven't been playing halo um any of that stuff lately i don't know why Uh, but i'm glad to see that they're doing this because they need to shake things up i think it's something that will make the game more accessible to everyone uh who doesn't like the idea of building or having to deal with building and i think having it come down to finding cover, learning how to work your overshields. It feels much more like many other uh, battle royales that are out there with like Apex Legends, uh, with, with Call of Duty. Um, I'm blanking on one. What's the other one that I'm thinking of? That's a uh, really good PUBG. I feel like I'm missing one. Oh, that's right. Halo doesn't have one. You mind telling me what you're doing on that ship? Sir, finishing this fight. The last general story that I figured I'd talk about because it's a multi-console Game is actually GTA Online. Uh, thanks to Ash Parish over at The Verge for writing up an article that uh, kind of helped n- discuss or, or kind of break down the new GTA Online subscription service uh, called GTA Plus. Which, if many of you know, so many subscribe or so many subscription games right now, uh, as well as services and consoles and streaming places, all, they're all leaning into plus. I don't know. Who decided that Plus was the thing that we were all going to go for? But apparently Plus is just the how to tell your your customer base that they're going to be getting a subscription service. I just signed up for Paramount Plus to be able to watch Halo. I've got, uh, there's Apple Plus, there's Disney Plus, there's so many Pluses. And GTA figured, why not try and eke out some more money from their consumers by adding a GTA Plus instead of, I don't know, maybe supporting Red Dead Redemption Online. Who knew? So Rockstar Games had announced its offering of a new subscription service, GTA uh, Online Players, who are only, by the way, only available to get this if you have the PlayStation 5 or Xbox Series S or X versions. Not even the people playing on PC will be able to get access to this uh, $5.99 a month service. Um, I'm not gonna break down a whole lot of this, but what what I will say is, is that if you are playing GTA Online and you wanna have uh, member-only discounts, if you wanna be able to get special vehicle upgrades or GTA dollars uh, or RP bonuses, each month, this is basically what is going to be doing. Uh, you're going to get at least fifty grand to direct deposit to your mouse account or Maze account. Uh, I have no clue. I've never played GTA Online. I don't think I ever will. But much like Fallout and, um, gosh, what was the other? No, oh, yeah, yeah, Fortnite. Fortnite did this. Uh, They're getting into the subscription game. It's funny given how subscription games uh, or subscriptions for games that are online uh, multiplayer games like MMOs have really died down. I think that Final Fantasy 14 and World of Warcraft are the two that really stick out in my mind. I know there's a couple others. I think I'll, I, I want to say EVE Online. I don't know enough about EVE Online to really be sure, but. I could have swore I had someone tell me once that they actually had one as well, too, that you could sign up for. But generally, most people are probably happy just buying the game and playing it online. I can't imagine why you would need to do this, especially if you have Twitch uh, or if you have uh, Amazon Prime and you get that Prime Gaming. I'm always seeing stuff for giving uh, getting a whole bunch of, of money from Twitch Prime rewards for gt online that i never bother with and i mean that stuff's been going on forever so if you're struggling with money what are you spending it on that's what i want to know all right you know what let's rip off the band-aid i gotta talk about this now or i'm gonna go and say nintendo has delayed breath of the wild 2 and I want to die because I want to play this game. I loved Breath of the Wild 1. Breath of the Wild uh, got me back heavily into console gaming. If it wasn't for the Switch and launch and getting Breath of the Wild, I'm a huge Zelda fan. I love Zelda. I think Link is one of my favorite protagonists, as uh, silent as he is. I think Zelda's a great uh, protagonist as well as uh, kind of holding up the moral ground for you know being a, a just a, a beacon of light almost literally most of the time. I've loved the games, not all of them, but I definitely loved most of the games. I think Oracle of Time is up there as far as one of my favorite games ever. Uh, I remember loving Zelda ever since I was a kid, ever ever since I was a wee little lad. In fact, I think I got a special SNES uh, bundle when I was either 12 or 13 in the early 90s uh, where I got Zelda A Link to the Past as like a bundle package. In fact, I even, I even saw the bundle the other day. I went to a local... game shop near me and they had the actual bundle there and i was like my god this thing actually did exist uh, i've never seen it online but it actually does exist so and i and i tried playing that game i was i was terrible i was too young too dumb to be able to understand how to play Uh, A Link to the Past back in those early 90 days when I was trying to get my brain wrapped around like what a video game was outside of like Mario Jump, Mario Jump on Thing, Mario Hit Block. Uh, So once I got older, I, I went back and played that and just absolutely fell in love with A Link to the Past. Probably one of the best Zelda games ever, hands down. But Breath of the Wild got me back into consoles games. So. Looking at this video that came out the other day and had Aonuma, uh, the producer of uh, Breath of the Wild into the sequel for Breath of the Wild coming out standing in front of a black background with his hair all trimmed up, which is really weird to see him with short hair and have him explain in Japanese with subtitles and have to read the subtitles that they are delaying Breath of the Wild 2 to spring of 2023 just really pains me. But it is what it is. And I hate saying that because it's a stupid phrase. Uh, But I do think that this is one of those situations where as much as I want to play that game, I would love to play that game during a void of other games. So if it's coming out in spring 23, then I'm fine because in spring of 2023, I don't think there's anything really big that that we know about that is going to be coming out around that time i don't know when spider-man 2 is going to be coming out but i don't think it's going to be spring 2023 i would expect that probably like september october so with this uh we did get a little bit of new footage not much but a little bit of new footage and one of the things that I think everyone has been sussing out is the fact that the master sword looks looks bad it's it's in a bad state uh but Link's right arm which is weird that he pulled out a sword with his right arm because he's a left-handed swordsman uh he pulled out the sword with his right hand again still really don't like that but gonna let that go uh and he had a bunch of tattoos or like a curse uh that is very angular kind of working up his arm he was wearing a clawed kind of glove and as he pulled out the master sword uh it was corroded it looked like it had been through hell and uh it was it was missing a bunch of the metal out of the actual blade and it looked like the master sword was basically dead and uh, we didn't get a whole lot of information about any of that. But there it's, there's there's going to be a bunch of flying islands, which I think is amazing. I think I, I can't wait to do that. And it showed Link moving through physical objects that really harken back to Twilight Princess for me. And uh, I think because of that... With the corruption, I think we're going to be revisiting Twilight Princess and the Twilight Realm. I can't wait because that game was amazing, even though it had some serious flaws as far as like game design goes. Uh, but I, I'm I'm just ready. I'm just so ready for this game. They they cannot release this game soon enough for me. I wish I was playing it yesterday. I'm bummed that I have to wait for spring of 2023. Uh, People's Republic friend of mine, uh, who who is actually from the the Keelhauled podcast uh, Discord server. Where I pretty much spend most of my day, uh, thought that it was actually a perfect opportunity for them to release the game on the anniversary of the game in uh, March third of 2023. Which I don't know if that technically qualifies as spring 2023, but man, if you're a marketing guy over at Nintendo and you don't make this game come out on March third, you miss the ball because like that that is that's what you should be aiming for right now. Like there's an apple on a desk, you got a bow and arrow, and you aim. You better hit that March 3rd Apple because that would be so amazing. That's like perfect. Uh, I've seen some discussion about people being like, well, I can't believe this game's been in the works for seven years. That's insane. No, not for a Zelda game. And also I would just like to remind people that the Champions DLC was like the first year after the game was launched that they had been working on. That was content that they wanted to make for the main game ran out of time because they made it so that they could actually launch the game for the Switch and planned on making that content afterwards so there was actually a bunch of content that was that was pulled they put it out as the dlc it did really well and then after that that's when they started doing the the actual work on the sequel to breath of the wild and they even said as much um so i'm glad that we have one of the delays uh kind of in in the past like we're, we're, we've moved past one of the main delays i expect at least a, a few like i always expect a couple delays when it comes to zelda games but i really hope this is the last one i hope they're close because we haven't seen a whole lot but that doesn't mean anything with nintendo All right, let's get into some Xbox news because uh, that's usually why you guys are listening to this. And I want to share some good news that came as a result of uh, Tyler Lies, which I think was actually uh, something that came as a result of a couple tweets that were out there. Uh, But uh, Tyler over at IGN wrote a nice article up about Xbox backtracking uh, the share to Twitter option that they had removed in a previous build on their xbox insider update so if you're not privy to what's going on basically xbox does the insider version of their next os builds and they allow people to test these out so that they can judge feedback on those and make sure things are tested properly and working fine uh and as a result They recently removed the share to Twitter option and replaced it with something that was actually uh, just a really shitty thing to do. And I think I talked about this, but the beta ring basically offered a new build that when they originally had done um, the change, they had entered in a new system that basically forced you to uh, share via the Xbox app on your phone and took out the native twitter sharing on the actual os i hated that because i i think you need deeper integration with your console you want people to stay in your console you want them to be able to do what they want to do with the actual console so that way they don't have to have their phone they don't have to pull out their phone and do this later give them the functionality to be able to do that if they want but don't remove the functionality that's already built into the system this was a problem that they had with the streaming where that you just didn't have a good option to stream with uh for a while if when when they shut down mixer when they sold mixer over to uh was a facebook and they just kind of kept the technology for themselves um so now that that people have had some feedback based on the last build uh it's nice to know that brad uh rossetti over at the xbox and inside program lead confirmed that the restoration of the feature to be able to share to twitter in the latest uh uh, beta update is actually going to be there um so uh, the article says that sharing your gameplay natively to twitter through your console helps avoid using your smartphone as a middleman to post captures nevertheless if you want to get a tweet that is more than a few words out typing that message out on a controller might not always be ideal so using your smartphone is not always a bad idea and what i will say to that is that xbox has some of the best predictive text in a console that I've ever used. And also, the text-to-speech feature using your microphone is actually a really, really uh, well-implemented system. I do like that. Every time I've used it, it's worked great for me. And I don't know if that's just because of the situation or not, but I love it. One thing I will say is, is that Xbox is still... Behind the eight ball when it comes to what PlayStation offers, PlayStation 5 and uh, PlayStation 4 have far more robust systems in place to be able to capture, to edit and to upload as well as stream from the console uh compared to xbox and i really 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 want xbox to uh, wake up see what they're doing steal the idea and implement it for the xbox series x because i love what playstation does i think it's great and i love doing it on my xbox uh but i i just can't do it to the degree that i can on sony's platform which is a real shame because i think xbox has a lot more going for them when it comes to uh features i think their features vastly beat out what most things you can do on a PlayStation are as far as like FPS boost, as far as backwards compatibility, auto HDR, all that stuff. I, I think they, smart delivery. I think the buzzwords that Xbox has are real. And I think that they have a lot of weight behind them. And I think a lot of people respect Xbox for things, especially things like smart delivery. Uh, so to see them losing when it comes to capturing and uh, sharing content through the console um, is a real bummer because it seems like a it seems like an easy win for xbox to be able to just get on par with what sony's doing While we're here in the uh, beta world, let's talk about Minecraft. Uh, Microsoft started uh, testing Minecraft ray tracing on Xbox earlier this week, and now the software giant says it was uh, a mistake and will be removed. A preview version of Minecraft appeared uh, for Xbox testers with optimizations for Xbox Series X and S and the ability to enable ray tracing. This article comes to us thanks to Tom Warren over at The Verge. Thank you, Tom, for writing this up. Uh, The previous Minecraft build available to Xbox insiders inadvertently included prototype code for ray tracing support on Xbox consoles says the Microsoft or Minecraft team in a tweet this early prototype code has been removed from the preview and doesn't signal near future plans to bring ray tracing to support the consoles kind of a bummer on this one not gonna lie Uh, I think that's something that Minecraft really needs to get out, like, soon. Like, this is a feature that they talked about uh, forever ago. This was something that, that is available on PC, from what I, I recall. And just a real shame, because it's one of the on-the-box features for the console. Ray tracing is on the box. If you go read the Xbox box, it says ray tracing. So, to have something like Minecraft, a first-party game that has been, like, it's not, it's not the game that looks technically the best it is it's all blocks you'd figure ray tracing should be an easy fix for this uh so i'm hoping that this is something that actually does come soon but according to this tweet that's not going to be the case kind of a bummer unfortunately (laughs) I'm gonna put this next one in uh, rumors because this one is not confirmed by Microsoft, but this actually does come to us from Jez Corden uh, over at Windows Central. This is an exclusive for their site, so congratulations, Jez, for getting this. Uh, And the the article basically says that Minecraft is moving ahead with an Xbox Game Pass family plan. Uh, This was uh, I'm gonna read some of the article here for you. Um, Honestly, one of the funny things is is just kind of way he does the the first uh the actual first paragraph but i'll I'll leave that out also their website looks like shit because i have an ad blocker up and their 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 website is basically blank without the ads so that's a that's a real bummer there uh but one glaring omission from the game pass historically has been the lack of any sort of xbox game pass quote-unquote family plan which would let you share access to the service among a household. Uh, They've written about uh, the need for such a plan before, especially since Nintendo offers a family plan for its online services, and platforms like Disney Plus and Netflix, which I'm surprised Netflix hasn't come out with a Netflix Plus version, uh, have had it for years now um jez has heard about microsoft's desire to create a family plan for quite a while at this point and although there were details to work out about how royalties might be distributed how licenses for third-party publishers would be compensated for users who weren't attached to the main plan according to trusted sources familiar with microsoft's efforts we can now confirm that xbox is moving forward with an xbox game pass family plan which would basically create uh, this this option for you at the start of uh, sometime this year. Basically, they're saying sometime later this year, which I wouldn't be surprised to something that they wanted to do for like uh, the the June time frame, where they usually do kind of a big show for everyone to kind of announce what's coming out over the next couple of years. So, Jez goes on to write on here and say, uh, for our from our information, paying on a higher tier for the Xbox Game Pass Family Plan will net access for five players for games across the entire library and will be far cheaper than paying for five separate xbox game pass accounts as is necessary today utilizing microsoft's family account system already in use for office 365 players will within players within the same country will be able to play together using a single xbox game pass subscription managed by a central account holder in much the same way as netflix I don't have a use for this. I have two Xboxes, I have a PC, and I have one Game Pass system. And my home console is my series, no, my One X, actually, now that I think about it. Uh, So that when I'm playing on that, I can uh, have uh, my wife playing sea of thieves and it works um for us to be able to do that i think i had to buy the sea of thieves physical to be able to do it um and i i've heard from folks that if you have a couple xboxes and you have uh sub accounts that are like kid accounts or or like you know kind of uh, not official accounts um but do have an email tied to them that this isn't necessarily an issue you can generally designate one of the xboxes as the home console and others can access game pass features as long as it's not the same game on both consoles Um, while other folks have talked about having multiple xbox game pass accounts because they want to be able to uh, not have their game system Uh, littered with multiple games from the the actual library Um, it's also hard if uh, you you want to be able to play the same game with a family member on two different xboxes normally if it was something uh, that isn't a free-to-play game you need to have xbox live uh, or gold yeah yeah you need to have xbox gold uh, to be able to play online if it's not a free-to-play game And Game Pass has the Xbox Live Gold or Gold Live. I can't remember what it is right now. I'm not going to look it up either. Don't make me look it up. Uh, But has that built in, basically. So most people, generally, if they want to play the same game and it's online, you have to have multiple Xbox Game Pass family or uh, Game Pass plans in there. Where I think this is going to really benefit people is for people that are currently uh, using at least three of the Xbox Game Pass so, uh, uh, subscriptions in their household, um, I, I would like to see what the pricing is for this family plan. Maybe people can actually start kind of having their sign up for this. Uh, I, it's really simple to actually do this with Nintendo. Nintendo does not care. All you have to do is add their, add your Switch code <laughs> to the family plan, and I think you get access to the uh, Nintendo Switch Online. Uh, which is actually really good if you're actually sharing it, but you got to do it with people that you trust um, who are quote unquote family. So I'm glad that they're doing this because it just offers more opportunity for gamers at this point, especially for those who have multiple people who are gamers in one household with multiple Xboxes. And you don't want to cause that issue of not being able to play the game that you want to play or both of you playing the same game at the same time. And the last bit of news for Xbox as we dive into this before I get into PlayStation Plus is, of course, Xbox Games with Gold for April 2022. These have been revealed. Uh, this is coming from Ryan Stinsdale. I'm grabbing theirs as opposed to grabbing the actually, you know, what? I'll grab the Xbox Wire. Sorry. Sorry. I'll grab the Xbox Wire. Uh, so there's four games that are coming out. The ones that are coming at the start of April are going to be, let's see, another site as well as Outpost Koloki uh, X, which I have no clue what that is. Uh, but I believe that was uh, build your intergalactic tycoon empire when life gives you lemons, blast into space and start selling lemonade. And while you're at it, why not add? on an arcade singles bar or whatever your entrepreneurial big tycoon brain can cook up keeping the aliens happy and raking in the cash so it's a sim it's a sci-fi sim out in space so that's going to be available that is a 360 game uh another site this one actually looks really cool this is going to be an indie uh you switch between two characters the intrepid teen uh kit and the mysterious Redford cat Hodge, Uh, kitten Hodge, interesting. As you explore the late Victorian era London in a steampunk fantasy platform adventure with an emphasis on culture and characters and packed with historical cameos, another site focuses on the emotional development of the relationship between its two protagonists as they rely on each other to traverse the cleverly designed levels. It looks adorable. I definitely want to try this out. I'm going to definitely add it to my uh, my collection because I, for one, I love cats. For two, I like steampunk. Uh, and it's going to be an indie that um, I haven't tried. So it's worth picking up. Normally 30 bucks. It's going to be available free through Xbox Live Gold or if you're an Xbox Game Pass Ultimate uh, subscriber. The other two games are going to be made available uh, as of April 16th and uh, one of them is going for a month so April 16th to May 15th and that is Hue. Hue is a 2D platformer uh, where you go through puzzles and it is all based around color so unlock a world of colors in this beautiful puzzle platformer search through a gray world for your mother who has turned an impossible color due to the fracturing of the oh my gosh they got words in here. Uh, Basically what you're going to be doing is you're going to be jumping around changing the color of the background to eliminate obstacles or move through areas uh, that normally would be blocked off because of the color. Uh, So you have a color wheel around you and whenever you want to get through something or not be damaged through something you have to change the color to the color of the object that is either in your path or coming at you And it will completely black it out because it just washes away uh, any of the contrast as a result. Um, Very interesting concept. I'd be curious to know how this works for people with uh, color blindness, especially given the three types of color blindness, trying to find colors that contrast well is nigh impossible across the three different spectrums to be able to have more than like four colors Uh, i had to do a project for work and i had to try and find four colors that were distinct between the three different types of uh, color blindness and uh, boy howdy they were some weird colors but I found them. Dang it. The last game that is available for uh, free through this system is going to be MX versus ATV Alive. This is another 360 game that is available from April 16th to April 30th. It is, let's uh, let's let's read a little thing here. Gear up for some aggressive racing across a wide variety of tracks. Feel total control of your customizable rider and bike with the rider reflex. I don't know what that is. Have fun ripping through the mud, sand, and snow as your own competition so if you're a fan of dirt bikes or atvs this is definitely a good one to pick up seems fun i've never played it worth adding just for the sake of having getting into playstation before i jump into the big news this week that was playstation plus's announcement of their program spartacus which was not actually called spartacus which was just called disney or not disney plus gosh see they're doing it to me man uh, it's it's just uh, get over the plus thing, man. Let's move on. Let's do minus or non plus or plus plus something other than just plus. Let's talk about Gran Turismo. The developer, uh, polyphony or, or polyphony, sorry, polyphony digital. I don't know why I read it polyphony because it's, that's what it looks like, but polyphony is apologizing for the changes recently introduced through the game's economy as it's uh, promising improvements along with a million free credits. This article comes to us from The Verge thanks to mitchell clark Uh, these changes come after the game has had a massive outage last week which was the result of an update that almost made changes to how players could earn credits by actually playing the game rather than going uh, rather than through microtransactions. In a blog post uh, by Sony and Polyphony, President uh, Koiz- Koizunori uh, Yamauchi apologized for the frustration and confusion caused last week with our patch updates, which resulted in not only a server outage, but also adjustments to the in-game economy, which were made without a... A clear explanation to the community as a quote-unquote goodwill gesture this is a mea if you don't know uh the comp the company pr- uh, promises to give players a non-paid credit pack of a million credits i have no idea how how worthwhile that is uh but it is definitely clear that this is just one of the few things that they're going to be doing to help kind of make the game more enjoyable for the fans of this um it was met with a lot of uh disdain from the community they did not like how the prices had been hiked up uh compared to previous iterations they were not happy with the uh weird weird kind of things that they're doing as far as like how you earn credits how many credits you get uh how expensive the cars are how you can't actually trade or sell the cars so they're going to be fixing a lot of this and there's definitely going to be a at least a six month run up as they work towards uh bringing out some of these fix uh, fixes for the game in the coming future. This is one of the first 1st uh, first party games for the PS5 that has had microtransactions that has still sold its game at $70. I don't know how there's not an uproar about this amongst the community. It seems crazy that they're paying for a $70 game and having to pay for microtransactions. That was like one of the biggest selling points from PlayStation uh, owners to me about why they were okay with a $70 price tag. So many of them would hit me up and be like, I'm okay paying $70 for a first party game because I don't have to worry about microtransactions or DLC. It's all there. It's the main game and it's, it's mine. I get to play it however long I want. And I'm like, that's cool. 70 bucks is still a lot. Let me know when it drops in price. Now, Gran Turismo has microtransactions, and this is not going to be this is the start. This is the beginning of the race to games as a service. Remember when I was talking about how they wanted to have like 10 or 12 games as a service within the next three years? Congratulations, <laughs> Gran Turismo's it, and Bungie is helping them understand how to do this. So I'm glad that the that they realized that they were kind of uh, uh kind of, they were doing doing poorly by their customers, and they're they're this is definitely a mea culpa, uh, which I'm glad that they're doing because they should be treating their customers right if they want to keep their customers playing this game for any length of time. Also, I'm watching a video where some ladies uh shredding a whole bunch of vegetables. And adding a bunch of eggs, and I don't understand this. This is a zucchini cake. What is this video? MSN, what is wrong with you? Why are you making oh, I can't watch this anymore, it's gonna make me sick. No, don't pop up in the bottom, that's just weird. Uh, all right, aside from that, uh, one thing Sony is doing really well is actually having a giant spring sale. And if you're a Destiny fan and you aren't playing on Xbox, which is or steam I guess it's, it's weird I don't okay if you want that's fine but if you want to get a good deal on uh the witch queen expansion now's a great time to jump on that as well as uh, assassins creed they've got all of the um what is it the the battlefield games are on sale right now as i'm scrolling through the list borderlands is on sale right now uh <laughs> chivalry games are on sale conan and conan exiles uh control actually control With the season pass and the expansion that's on sale right now, let's see, moving down the list, um anything good what else is good in here oh, so many different things let's see destiny here we go so beyond light the 30th anniversary pack forsaken pack uh which i wouldn't i don't i don't know why you would want to buy forsaken pack it's all all in their legacy collection all of that all of that stuff is like vaulted uh but here's the one the witch queen the witch queen deluxe and the with the the 30th anniversary and the witch queen uh deluxe edition uh are all on sale right now so basically if you want all the seasons and you want the expansion you haven't picked them up yet and you want to get those on your PlayStation uh, now's a great time to actually jump on that also if you don't know you can actually pick up Doom on a good deal right now, and Ghost of Tsushima, uh, the Director's Cut, the bundle for PS5 is on sale, uh, as well as the Director's Cut for PS4 is on sale. I think you can get the upgrade for the Director's Cut with Iki Island on PS4 for 15 bucks right now. Really good deal. Definitely go get that, especially if you, uh, if, if you haven't been playing that. You definitely want to get that. Uh, God of War is also available. I think God of War 3 is on sale right now if you don't have that. Uh, Gravity Rush is on sale. Um, let's see if there's anything. Hatsunu Miku, uh, Hot Wheels Unleashed, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition, and for uh, Frozen Wilds, uh, Hitman 3 is on sale right now. Just a ton of stuff right now is, is over on sale, and I haven't even made it to like the M's, N's, or S's, or O's, or anything like that. That's all the Resident Evil's are on sale. Go get Resident Evil if you need it. Uh, tons of stuff so. Big sale going on over on PlayStation. Great to see it. Uh, let's talk about so the about PlayStation the plus, plus games, games for games April. For before April we're going to be for plus, uh, both PlayStation 4 and PlayStation wow. 5. Uh, Hood Outlaws and Legends is the the kind of big game uh, that they're giving away for uh, PlayStation Plus. And I got to say... Uh, after playing the beta, I was not impressed with this game. Um, I played as Miriam and Friar Tuck and Hood and Little John. And I would have to say that if you do play this game, I don't know how the balance is nowadays, but when, when it was coming out, I would have to say that Friar Tuck is OPAF. Uh, he is definitely the one that has the widest hit range and the best health and just overall, just really good. Um, I was really bummed about this because I was hoping that this would be an interesting kind of, uh, uh take on the PvPVE modes um where you have two teams of four players that are battling it out you have to move through uh an environment where there are ai guards and you have to try and get like the key to the treasure chest and then once you get the treasure chest you got to make it out to the to the escape place and once you get to the escape place you have to like hold a point for a certain amount of time every match that i played always just kind of ended up like at that last point And everyone just kind of like, it was just a matter of who could wipe out the team and then get enough time on the point to be able to open up the gate to be able to get out. That was all it ever kind of worked out to. It didn't matter who got the key. It didn't matter, you know, who killed the guards or any of that stuff. It all just kind of boiled down to that last fight at the exit. And after that, it was like, "Mm, not quite as fun. Interesting take. I'm glad that they decided to jump into the Robin Hood, uh, like, lore. Uh, but overall, just not very impressed with Hood. I think uh, I think a lot of folks are not going to enjoy that. So, let's move into the other two games. You got SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated, which is the remake that they did. Or not the remake. I guess it was a refresh of it. I'm not going to say what it is. Uh, but that is available for PS4. Definitely pick that up if you like um kind of regular classic platformers. It's just it's it's Spongebob. If you love Spongebob, you're going to love this. Don't worry about it. And the last one that I wanted to jump into um is actually Spl- Slay the Spire. Sorry, I don't know why I was having trouble with that. Slay the Spire is a roguelike that is uh, a card deck battler where you have different Uh, characters you can pick up as you progress Uh, you start off with the warrior i think you get the rogue after that and then i think there's another one after that that you can unlock but basically you're working your way through a tower using cards to battle and defend uh your character as you as you kind of take out different enemies um i think Hearthstone basically cribbed this for one of their modes this is a very popular card battler the graphics are not the best i'm not gonna lie graphics do not look that good it looks like uh like flash art from the from the early 2000s uh but this is definitely a well made game in fact i i recall uh over on steam if you if you've been playing this over on steam uh there was a fan made mod that just came out that seems to be doing really well for slay the spire as well too so if you're a fan of slay the spire uh but you've already got it on steam Go hunt down that mod that just came out. I wish I could. Let me see if I can actually take a look and see what that was actually called. Uh, but for now, if you want to play Slay of the Spire on your PS4, it's available to download. Uh, the compared to the Xbox games uh, with gold, I have to say that I'm I'm pretty impressed with what what the the PlayStation is doing as far as like what games are coming with it. Um, so kind of a bummer that you know the the stuff that uh the stuff that's coming with get Xbox games with gold is not as good but then again we have game pass so it's kind of like eh, you know you don't you just kind of live with it so other than that uh the games that came out this week I think the biggest one was uh wild West or weird west no weird west and uh it seems interesting I won't, let me take a look and see what the steam sales are on this and see what people they're saying very positive so far but only 141 so let's jump on to open critic and see if we can find this because i I almost forgot about this before uh, I jump into the PS Plus stuff. Uh, Let's see. Oh, uh, okay. So Weird West is at a 76 on Open Critic, which is on par with Ghostwire Tokyo, falling just underneath Tiny Tina's Wonderland uh, and just above Strangers in Paradise, the Chaos Game from Final Fantasy. Oh, and WWE 2K22. It's on par with that. A lot of 76s apparently, so middling games. Uh, But if you like isometric um, simulation uh, RPGs with, uh, with kind of like monsters in a wild west format. Weird west might be something you want to jump into. It looks interesting. I have no interest in playing it, but I I know a lot of people have been waiting for this one. Uh, it is coming out. Um, it's already out, I guess at this point, but, uh, if you're listening to this at least, so A lot of people, I think IGN, let's see, they gave it an eight out of 10. PC Gamer gave it a 79 out of 80 or uh, 79 out of 100. Games Radar Plus gave it a plus, really? They gave it a four out of five. Game Informer gave it an 8.5 out of 10. GameSpot gave it a 6 out of 10. Interesting. I'm going to go look up that review after this and find out what they didn't like about it. couple games that you should be keeping an eye out for next week uh, that I think are going to be really good. The LEGO Star Wars Skywalker Saga is releasing on April 5th as well as MLB The Show 2022, which is coming out day one on Game Pass a dollar if you don't have game pass ultimate already uh or you can go spend 70 bucks over on the uh on on the developer's home console uh on playstation so uh yeah and will be the show making its way to game pass day one absolutely insane and of course i think i'm going to be picking up lego star wars because i just i love star wars and i love legos And this game looks really good. All right, let's get into the meat of this week's news. Of course, this has been all over. People have been comparing PlayStation Plus to Game Pass because Spartacus has been launched or is launching in June. uh, And they're saying that it's going to be launching with 700 plus games. And more value than ever, this comes to us from Jim Ryan, the president and CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment over at the PlayStation blog post. He says, since launching PlayStation Plus in 2010, SIE has been at the formative innovation with game subscription services i'm gonna i'm gonna pause right there and say yes they have they've actually been at the forefront of that stuff and they have actually been doing things like ps now before game pass was the thing so they get the they get the check mark and check mark uh for for getting it first they just haven't been doing it as well Uh, We were thrilled to be the first console membership service that included a refreshed library of games through PlayStation Plus and also launched the first console game streaming service with PlayStation Now. Okay, so they basically said the thing. I should have just read the damn thing. Today, we are pleased to share with you... Official news about changing uh, changes coming to our subscription services. This June, we are bringing together PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now in an all-new PlayStation Plus subscription service that provides more choice to customers across three membership tiers globally. So this is something that I think was interesting, is so many people are like saying that this is that Spartacus. This is going to be the thing that should be compared to Game Pass. That's not what they're even saying. Even even Sony is admitting that. this is just a, a a grouping of PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now, and they're just offering multiple tiers at a price point that will hopefully save us more money uh, down the line compared to having to pay for these services independently. So basically, they are making their own version of PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now, and they're just calling it PlayStation Plus with three different tiers. Um, again, I hate the word Plus Now. <laughs> But I'm glad to see that they're doing this because uh, for a long time, many people have ignored PlayStation Now because PlayStation Plus has offered such good games and it gives them what they want, which is the ability to play multiplayer games uh, through their console, which is the main reason why most people pick up these subscriptions. Um, If PlayStation Now is now offered in a higher tier for less money than it would be to pay for PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now independently prior to this change, then most people would probably look at taking advantage of the features of PlayStation Now lumped in with PlayStation Plus. Uh, Currently... From my own perspective, I am paying for PlayStation Plus. Uh, I usually buy when it's at like a $40 deal, deal for the year. And I think I'm stocked up till 2024. Uh, I'm the same way with Xbox uh, Game Pass Ultimate. Game Pass Ultimate right now is paid up until about 2024 for my account, which would really suck if I lose that account because I've already spent that money. Uh, but overall... I I love these services. I think they're great. I've never found value in PlayStation Now outside of a couple games that I would love to play. Uh, But essentially when this change happens, and I got the email about this, I'm going to be lumped into the PlayStation PlayStation Plus Essential tier, which is their base bottom tier. This is the equivalent to PlayStation Plus right now. What you're going to be getting is two monthly downloadable games, exclusive discounts, cloud storage for saved games, and online multiplayer access. There are no changes for you if you already have PlayStation Plus in this tier. This is what you're going to be getting. This is the cost of it base. So normally I get it for $40. It's normally $60 a year. Nothing is changing for PlayStation Plus uh, subscribers when this change comes in, you will just be transferred to the PlayStation Plus essential tier, which is the base tier. Now, if you if you're looking at this and you think I want to try out the next tier up, what's the next tier higher than just essential? Well, they're calling it PlayStation Plus Extra, which is, again, a very stupid name. Uh, I would defer to uh, Joseph Moran over at the Trophy Room, who said that it should be uh, the different different tiers of trophies. So like bronze, silver, gold, platinum. They should, should have gone with that. I, I think that was a much better idea. But I think it might conflate with their actual trophies. So... Tough to say, uh, but if you want something better than ju- just the PlayStation Plus Essential Package, you can get the Extra Package. It has everything that the Essential tier has, and it also adds the catalog of up to 400 of the most enjoyable PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 games, including blockbuster hits from our PlayStation Studios catalog and third-party uh, third-party partners. So uh, you also get to these are or no what is this games in the Extra tier are downloadable for play. We don't know what those games are. Could be anything. Hard to say. But you're going from sixty bucks a year to a hundred bucks a year, or if you want to go monthly, you could always go with uh, fifteen bucks a month as opposed to ten bucks a month. And if you're paying for Game Pass Ultimate at regular price, that is the same cost as. Uh, Game Pass Ultimate so it's it's kind of the why people are comparing PlayStation Plus extra to Game Pass Ultimate Um, the biggest difference right now is of course that Game Pass Ultimate and or I guess just Game Pass in general Game Pass offers first party content day one across the board that is not going to be made available through PlayStation Plus I don't know if this is something that they plan to do in the future Jim Ryan has come out and said that that is uh, something that would be detrimental to the health of the ecosystem for the games, even though they, they show record profits all the time. Um, but they are happy with the, and I can't even remember what the stupid word was that he said, but he, he basically said that they're happy with the way that they are selling $70 games to fans who are willing to pay, uh, pay for that and then offer it at a cheaper discount in the future or through PS plus. Uh, so I don't expect Sony to be putting their first party content on game pass or excuse me on PS plus either the, the base or the middle or the top tier. I don't expect that at all, ever. I really don't. Not with them leaning so heavily into charging $70 for their games, especially when they plan to supplement that stuff with things like games as a service offering microtransactions. Why would they try to rope you in with microtransactions and games as a service to 10, uh, 10 games within the next three years if they plan on putting those games on their PlayStation Plus service? doesn't make sense they're trying to get you for as much money as they can they want you to pay for the uh bottom to middle tier and buy this the games at uh, $70 and, and go with that. So uh, one thing I did hear from IGN is that if you're a PlayStation 5 player and you have PS Plus and you have uh, the, PS, uh, the current iteration of PS Plus and you get access to that PS Plus collection because you're a PS5 uh, owner, that is not going away. So if you have those games and you haven't played them like I haven't, uh, those are not going anywhere. So don't worry about that. So, but again, with the PlayStation Plus Extra, Uh, for 15 bucks a month or 100 bucks a year it comes in cheaper than uh game pass ultimate uh, at the yearly cost which i think is what everyone should kind of be looking at uh but i would like to know what the 400 uh asterisk games are that are going to be coming to this let's see what does the asterisk say local pricing may vary by market playstation plus catalog titles may be may also vary by market and tier and may change over time. PlayStation Plus is an ongoing subscription subject to a reoccurring subscription fee taken automatically until cancellation. Age restrictions apply, terms apply, blah, 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 blah. So this this catalog is something that will not stay the same all the time. So these 400 games, they could change at any point. We have no clue what they are and we have no clue what they'll change into. But you get access to 400 titles across PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 at the middle tier which they're calling extra then you've got the premium tier this is the one where i think you really got to be a diehard if you want to have access to everything so not only are you getting the 400 uh games of from the ps4 and ps5 catalog not only are you getting the two monthly games uh, which i think is a really shit deal for playstation plus fans who are expecting to get three games Uh, But you also get, um, with the premium version, uh, an additional 340 games, including games from the PS3, which are uh, games that are available via cloud streaming. There's also going to be a catalog of beloved classic games available in both streaming and download options from the original PlayStation, the PS2, and the PSP. Then you're also going to have cloud streaming access For original PlayStation PS2, PSP, and PS4 games offered in the extra and premium uh, tiers in different markets uh, where PS Now is currently available, customers can stream games using PS4 and PS5 consoles and PC. You've also got access to time-limited game trials, which will also be offered in this tier so customers can try select games before they buy. So if you go with the premium tier, the highest tier, the top tier on this one, you're looking at $18 a month, which is a pretty heavy price. But if you buy annually, which most PlayStation players do because we usually get, game, uh, we usually get PlayStation Plus uh, at an annual cost, the annual fee for the premium is only 120 which if you break that down is roughly about 10 bucks a month. So the 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 yearly is actually a really good deal for the premium. It really comes down to are you going to take advantage of the, the PS1, the PS2 and the PSP games to be able to play? Are you going to take advantage of the trials, uh, the game trials, the time limited game trials? And what are those game trials going to be? Are they actually going to be games you want to play? but you do get access to the 400 games from the PS4 and the PS5 catalog to be able to stream and play, and you still get the base benefits for the standard PS Plus that you normally would with the free games every month, as well as discounts, cloud storage, and online access. Overall, I would say that this is a eh kind of reveal. It would not actually be on par with Game Pass Ultimate unless they offered first-party content day one. I think that is the Biggest thing, the biggest benefit to Game Pass right now, and I think Microsoft should not be worried if they feel like they are going to lose subscriptions because they uh, don't have the the catalog that X or that PlayStation does with their first party titles. Like Sony first party titles are just held in reverence the same way Nintendo first party titles are. Just everyone wants those. That's a, that's why you buy the console, and you get the benefit of the third party content after that. The problem that I'm running into is it doesn't seem like Sony is leaning hard into this service. It seems like they are adding PlayStation One, PlayStation Two, PSP games. Like it seems like they're adding those plus the PS3 stuff, uh, and they're just kind of like adding this in as as a feature. Like they're not they're not trying to make these games play any better. They're not offering things like auto HDR, FPS boost. Uh, you don't get any kind of trophy commendations for those old ones uh, that they've stated. And th- that's kind of the thing with with Xbox game Pass man. when you get when you get backwards compatibility with the console, the backwards compatibility with the console is just with the console. You don't have to pay for the games through the surface. like if you have the games, you just put the games in the system and the system works. Now, granted, Xbox Game Pass backwards compatibility doesn't include every single title, but they've listed just about every title that they possibly can, that they can do legally, given how many games are uh, tied to franchises. So the fact that PlayStation is charging at their premium tier, their most expensive tier, for their old games, just rubs me wrong because I want to play those games. I don't know why they can't emulate those games just on the actual console. I mean, most PCs nowadays can emulate up to PS3 games, fairly well so i don't know why this is something that they are kind of dragging their feet on why they aren't putting more oomph or or care or curation into this it feels like kind of a uh, add-on the way that you would expect from a tv package that you used to have to buy if you wanted to get cable sure it's great to be able to get hbo and showtime uh, along with cartoon network and the sci-fi channel when i sign up for cable I don't care about the other 500 channels that are added into this package. It's why we went with streaming services uh, and why we started going a la carte with this stuff. Because we were getting better content as a result. We would get better content for the same cost investment that it was to buy in a cable package through a main company. And many companies have realized this. Many distribution centers for, for content have realized this. That's why we have things like... All these stupid services that have plus at the end of their name. It's because they realize that their content, their catalog is what people want. And if they want to give player or get get like that reoccurring revenue, all they have to do is throw an app on a store that says, hey, you have access to stream this content all the time. The trouble that comes with gaming is, is that there is a latency inherent with playing these games. And many people would love to play the catalog from the PS1, PS2, PS3, and PSP games, but downloaded. They don't want to have to deal with the online authentication after they've done that. They just want to be able to play those games. They want to be able to download them onto the console. And you can't do that with everything. And that's a real shame because that's something that you can do with Xbox, especially with Game Pass, which is again, an unfair comparison, because this is just a a consolidation of PS Plus and PS Now. It is not intended to be Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. This is just them taking the two services that they have and smooshing them together with a better pricing so that players can have an easy way to understand what their subscription services are. Do I think they should have gone with something other than PS Plus, Essential, Extra, and Premium? Totally. I think the naming conventions are dumb. They've got it right so many other times with ps1 ps2 ps3 ps4 ps5 people understand that psvr psvr2 i think the only thing was actually psp and ps vita i have no clue which one came first so given that i will say that if you want to have access to the biggest catalog of ps4 and ps5 games for the cost of what it would normally be to do Game Pass, then go with the extra model. I think the middle tier is where most people are are leaning. I will probably stick with Essential because most of the games that I plan on playing on PlayStation are all games from the PS4 uh, thing, and I've, I've bought those. I have them sitting there. I don't have time to be able to jump into the vast 400 number of titles that are in this catalog uh maybe one day maybe maybe if something happens with xbox and they rub me the wrong way and they say hey we're canceling sea of thieves and you're just not going to be able to do anything maybe then i'll switch off of uh, xbox or maybe if they you know increase the cost of their service uh by like 200 percent when they come out with a new tier like Nintendo, then maybe, you know, I'll, I'll give up Xbox and go try out the uh, extra or premium versions of, of PlayStation. But I also want to see what games they're going to offer because we don't know. And the service is coming out in June and that's not a lot of time for them to really like showcase the 750 games that are in these catalogs across these three different tiers. So I've heard the arguments that people are upset about uh, the different tiers and that there's too many tiers and that how's how's grandma Juniper going to be able to understand what tier they're going to sign up their their grandbaby for the get over that stuff guys get over that if you can figure out everything else in the world and you're just trying to figure out which tier you should be going with put in some due diligence or just listen to the podcast in fact that's actually the recommendation if grandma juniper doesn't know what they should be getting their grandbaby boy for uh their their PlayStation Plus tiers Just give them the podcast. I'll explain it. They should be going with the essential because it's the same thing as PS Plus. Nobody really talked about how PS Now was a really great service. And until we find out what the games are, there's no reason for you to rush into this. And with that, I think that's going to do it for this episode of the Xbox Wrap Up podcast. I'm looking forward to the Star Wars Lego game that's coming out next week. I completely forgot. And that was jumping up. I was really tempted to pick up Tiny Tina's Wonderland because I think it looks really cool and a lot of people have been saying they've been enjoying it a lot in the first party games or not first party games but the single player games seem to be doing really well nowadays uh so that's that's really tempting but um I think that's gonna do it for this episode uh if you guys enjoyed it thank you enjoy it I'm I'm just making the content for the sake of making the content because I've been wanting to talk about this stuff for a while uh today's been a weird day I don't know why for some reason seems really hard to talk i think i just need to go get more water and take a breath and actually breathe and step outside my room because it's super hot in here but other than that i'm going to leave this at uh, at the end of the show so if you guys want to reach out i didn't get any emails this week but you can always reach uh, out to me on the xbox wrap up at gmail.com or over on twitter at the xbox wrap up or just find me on twitter at capt underscore l-o-g-u-n uh, where you will see me mostly talking about Sea because that is the main podcast that I do. So with that, thank you everyone who listened, and I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Xbox Wrap Up.